What's really going on? Back again with another episode in the new year. This is season three, episode six, first episode of 2023. As always, before we get into all of the amazing topics to start off the year, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at WRGOPod. Also, be sure to like, listen, subscribe on all of, of our streaming platforms. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Mackenzie and Henry. Happy New Year. How are you guys? Happy New Year. New Year, man. Uh, I mean, I hate to sound corny, but I love the like fresh start, begin again. You get a second chance. Like I love like the New Year stuff. So 2023, I feel like it's going to be hopefully a good year. Shoot, I'm strapped in if it's going to be a crazy year, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I had this conversation with someone at work. When is the last acceptable time that you can tell someone happy new year? After next week, it's a wrap. Yeah, 10 yeah, days. I give it a week. Yeah, I give it a after week. After next week, it's a wrap. Um, yeah. Boom. Henry, how are you? Until February 26th, uh, like, I kind of like coast or get myself ready for my new birthday. Yeah. My birthday. I, I feel like that's appropriate because my birthday is at the beginning of the year. Uh, I feel like you just birthday? wanted to. I feel like you just wanted to say when your birthday was. Yeah, what are you doing for your <laughs> you guys birthday? No, it's a national <laughs> holiday. Um, just wait on it. We'll see. Just wait on it. It's 20- my birthday's May twenty fifth. No one asked, but I'll just uh, share September that. September sixteenth, Virgo game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> why not? We're all twenty eight besides Mackenzie, huh? I'm twenty seven. Well, I don't know. Y'all, 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 Y'all just babies. That's rude. That's rude. You don't ask a woman her age. I thought that was like after 30 or something. It's always. Okay. um, Food for thought. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the way we will begin this episode is uh, if you've been living anywhere besides under a ditch, you will know that there is currently not a body of our legislative branch. So there's no speaker. So essentially, um, after 11 votes, even they're doing it right now, actually, the House of Representatives remains without a speaker of the House for the third straight day. Kevin McCarthy, who's a Republican from California, cannot take the position, failing to reach the 218 since Congress began on Tuesday. This means that there are technically no official members. They're all technically Congressperson elects. Um, and they can't even like do anything in terms of like if there's a constituent issue, they the staff can't get anything from any type of agency because they're not actually official staff. So Hakeem Jeffries, um, he has reached the 212 votes every time, often exceeding McCarty in his vote total. A group of ultra conservative, uh, a group of ultra conservative Republicans is voting against McCarthy in hopes he chooses to drop his bid for speaker. Um, who surprisingly enough, people don't know this, the Speaker of the House is actually third in line to the presidency. Um, what do you guys think about this? I think this is nuts as someone who's interested in politics, but as people who do not work in politics, what are your opinions on this issue? Does it matter or is it just kind of whatever? I guess I'm kind of confused. Is this just like a play on like Republicans can't get it together? They need a new leader in general, like they're not on the same page or like what's the bigger picture here? So essentially, they're the people who are voting against him are essentially like the most like conservative alt-right like conspiracy theory types where I guess they're just saying like, you have not been a good leader. It's just like personal for them. Like, we just don't like you. So I think their opinion is just like, we don't want you as speaker. We might not want anybody, but it's like the classic thing of like, I'm a Republican who doesn't want little government. I just want to like 
start fires and shit and just like not do anything. So it's kind of like TBD because you would think that after 11 votes, someone would be like, all right, I get what I want. And now I can just kind of like, you know, I'll get along. But it seems like they're just kind of like, no. Which is so like what would be the a next joke? Steps? Like, what if they keep like how if they keep prolonging this and they stick to their guns? Like, what what do they want to have? Yeah, that's my that's what I was gonna ask. Like, what's what what, yeah. what do they want out of this? What's the gain from this? So essentially, own- essentially, what they've been asking for, and some of the things they've gotten, they've told the guy who Kevin McCarthy. They basically said like, if we choose to elect you only one person can draw a vote of basically no confidence. So basically we can get your ass up out of there at any time if you do anything that we don't like, Um, which I think he's kind of like saying, okay, and then we'll figure it out at a later date. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I think that's even like the interesting thing is that it seems like it's just like a stare down. And it seems like it's like, I'm sure we've all dealt with that where like we've had people in friend groups or we've seen like two stubborn people who are both like equally unwilling to like change or do something. And then it's kind of like, nothing might happen but henry what's do you, does this matter to you does it not <laughs> well you or? see me you know i i i mean you hear me i haven't said much because i'm kind of in the same boat as mckenzie uh like what what happens next what's the bigger issue like what's the bigger goal i guess here because if y'all just like mad at bro for not doing exactly what you want that's kind of i don't know mm-hmm like that yeah and i guess like the only thing that i'll say and we can like move on because like i think this is just kind of like funny even though it is kind of serious the only thing i can like say that's actually somewhat like serious is like if something actually happened we would actually need those same people to like do something because democrats aren't in the majority so if something actually happened where it was like you know lord forbid something happened like an attack on the country or if like ukraine or something like that the house would actually need to like do something pretty quick and it's kind of concerning that, like, if they can't even get their own shit together, what makes us think that, like, if something actually happened, that, like, they would be able to, like, do something. But, I mean, I guess I, that's clearly is like they can't really, like, do, do anything right now. Right. Because they don't have a speaker. No. Like, so, I went to a Congress office the other day and the person was like, yeah, I, I don't even know if I'm going to get paid technically because oh, I'm so you're not getting not paid at- either. Because they're technically not like they're not sworn in yet. So they're literally like their Congress elects, their staff are not official yet. So like I literally talked to a friend who works on the Hill who's like, yeah, all I can kind of do is just like sit around and like answer emails to like other people who are not here because I can't really like do and anything. Up for work. Yeah. Okay. People really be so pressed to work on the Hill. That's so crazy. And it's sickening. It's a yeah. sickness. Hulu needs to I make got there after way like sophomore year. I had my little internship and that was I'm good. I am good. No. Though. Because it's nonsense like this. Like, dang, now you can, you're not gonna get paid for what a stare down. Like, and then it's not, it's just a lot of running around too. Like it's, yeah, it's I feel like that's the job that's like no shade to anybody who work on the hill. No shade, but I do feel it's like a joke. It's, it's a joke. like I work on the hill. And it's like it's just a status. You know, like it's yeah, yeah. That is real real ones no especially like yeah. I, I used to play a game where if i had a dollar for every time someone said they were a change agent when they worked on the hill we would take a shot <laughs> and you will get drunk if you do that you will not what be able to walk that clearly. Phrase? oh my gosh i definitely had that in one of my howard bios a, a change agent mm. like <laughs> ugh, cringe cringe mm. cringe cringe we left that in 2016 yeah 
<laughs> so moving on, uh, also something that has been happening this week that was kind of the conversation on social media. Uh, so this has to do with Damar Hamlin. So on Monday, the Buffalo Bills safety, um, he was in critical condition after just straight up collapsing during a game in Cincinnati, where it was later um, announced that he suffered a cardiac arrest. The first responders performed CPR and restarted his heartbeat on the field after performing CPR for 10 minutes. Uh, while Hamlin lay unconscious, his teammates were visibly distraught, crying and all that, and the game was later canceled. Um, Henry, I feel like this is something that you and I have specifically talked about going all the way back to like 2016. Um, could this actually be something that impacts the NFL? I feel like we've been talking about this topic ever since Kaepernick. Um, but to me, this was like actually a big deal because I've never seen that as someone who like really likes sports. Players just don't collapse <laughs> like that. And he almost could have died. Um, do you think this will actually impact the NFL or do you think this is just business as usual? We'll figure it out and then we continue to <laughs> make, grow to be this person. But I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a football game on today. <laughs> no. I think so. <laughs> so, like, yeah, they, they just gonna keep it pushing. Of course, they're gonna try to like politicize it and fake like they care and blah blah blah. But that's that's. I mean, I guess that's the sad reality we've always known about. Like football, it has extreme like physical and like potential medical like issues or what? Yeah, that's right, right. <laughs> Wait, both of them? That, huh? I said both of them. Yeah. Right, so I guess I'm just like, I don't know how to feel for real because I'm not like a sports person. I hope they would do something about it. And like the fact that I've seen like people online, like kind of like cyberbullying the other guy, that was weird to me because yeah, it's like it weird. they were just playing, like, you know, they were playing the game of football. Yeah, and playing the game. A casualty of the game happened. Um, yeah. So I'm not saying like, I don't know what, like, I don't know. I'm just like, that's messed up. I hope the NFL like takes more precaution to like the health and, you know, damage that it can cause on mm -hmm. a person. But like realistically with that game, like they were just running the play and Bray got hit. Um, and then he just passed out. <laughs> yeah, it's like nothing you can do. He, I don't know like what his health is. Like, is he a... Mm -hmm to par condition or whatever but it's just like I mean, what what do you say like i don't know what yeah. to say it's messed up it's definitely messed up i don't think the other dude should be getting cyber bullied um i definitely hope the nfl does something <laughs> i mean it's all i can say about it yeah Mackenzie, my question to you, and I think you know obviously I know you're not like, a sports person. I hope you don't ask me <laughs> <No>. this. <laughs> no, I was just curious because I think, you know, there have been a lot of articles written, you know, by men and women about how eventually more people who are, you know, more informed are just gonna start asking questions of, you know, if I have children, is this worth it oh, for that my child? Be my given... whole point. My whole point yeah. is hashtag my kids will yeah. never play football, yeah. period. Never. Like, yeah. it's, it's not worth it. And that's why I feel like when you said at this point, it's kind of the situation where y'all are talking about. Um, 
um, will this change or whatever? I think it's kind of a situation like at the Thanksgiving dinner table, some of your older relatives, they just stuck where they are. It's about the new generation of like changing it. No, because no, that's real. That's real. Going to continue. Henry, you are right. Everything. The Super Bowl yeah. is what next month. Rihanna's performing. Jay-Z's aligned. Like that's still going to be a thing until a new generation starts one pulling out of it. I don't think it would ever go away, but it would just be like, I don't want my kids doing it like because it's literally not worth it. Mm -hmm. If you don't make it to the NFL and even if you do make it to the NFL, it's kind of like you could collapse. It's still a risk. Yeah. So it's just like the likelihood of you not even going to the NFL. These kids be having brain issues at 14 years old. That's crazy. Yeah, because there's just so much info now. And I think it's going to be like increasingly. Yeah, I think it's going to be like a regional socioeconomic divide. Where I think it's like, you know, I think the South, as Henry always says, the South is always going to play football. Yeah. That's not going away. Yeah, but I think, the yeah, the South going to be the South. But <laughs> I think eventually, for some things. yeah, but I think more people like you, Mackenzie, are going to start asking the question of like, do I want my child who's 13 possibly getting a concussion? Because the impacts of that are long lasting and we still really don't even know. Um so Baby, to that point, you're not making it to the NFL, sweetie. It's okay. It's you okay. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> it's okay. That's a lot of people's dreams. I mean, I'm not saying it. Well, wait, who's the dreams? But, but that's the reality. That's the reality. My of kids it, aren't going to like. I just no. It it really like it makes no sense to me, especially if you're not even making it to the league. Like, why even do that to yourself? Hey, Mackenzie, it's okay. That's like everyone saying, I want to be president. Mm, only 45 people have done it. Let's yeah. have a plan B. Let's 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 yeah. have a backup. Okay. Let's do something yeah. else too. Everybody can't be Oprah. There's only some <laughs> backup pivots. Yeah, but so this like, is something about like new generation and whatever. Like that's what I think these this generation is focused on, like hyper success. Like we all have to be the best thing popping in the room nobody can be the janitor the retail store manager the uh no one ever wanted to be the janitor to begin with though that's not fair okay that's very true that's very very true i'm saying blue collar workers day oh blue collar workers you know i think the thing about it though I think it's two worlds because it really be like the social media world and then what happens in actual mm-hmm. life. life. Like even, even the conversation about 50-50 relationships, like people are delusional. And then there's a real life part that's happening that people do. So I don't like, I think you're right, but I do think that in real life, people are out here hustling, having a style. So people who know about blue collar jobs, being a plumber and having your own business or whatever, people know or I don't know if people know, but I do feel like a person who is a go-getter like that understands that they could build a business off of that type of skill and make money. Mm-hmm. However, I also do believe that it's it's we do need to normalize. It's okay if you don't want to own your own business. It's okay if you don't want to be the leader because everybody don't need to be the leader. Everybody don't need to be entrepreneur. Um, um, but, you know, that's just my two cents. I don't think everyone is meant to be a leader. But I also think that there's, like I said, two worlds of like what's happening in social media and then what's happening in real life. Even though I feel like increasingly what's happening on social media is influencing how people think real life should be. Yeah. 
I'll be able to talk to my friends like, girl, what? That part. I mean, okay. Yeah. Sure. Go ahead, shorty. Yeah. If it work, if it works for you, but that don't mean I got to hit on this block. You know what? Okay. I say if that makes sense to you, cool. If that makes sense to you, <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm out of it. It's above me. Yeah. Um, so this is this is something I really want to get. Um, that I think Henry and Mackenzie could have a long conversation on. Um, so it's about so recently popular black creators have taken to social media to discuss the lack of promotional opportunities and the inequities in influencer marketing. Um, there was a really good piece on NBC that we will um put in the show notes and flag on Twitter and all those spaces. Um, so they have complained that black TikTok, black TikTok and content creators. Um, are often the ones beginning and elevating trends, but do not reap the financial rewards of that. MSL, who's a public relations firm, they found that the pay gap between Black and white influencers was 35% in 2020. Um, you both have kind of are my guides on social media and marketing and communications and all of that. Um, how do you feel about this? But also what do you think needs to be done to ensure that black creators kind of get equity? I know that's like a, such a 30,000 foot question, but. I mean, racism is through and through. That is so crazy. Like who would have, well, no. Cause I remember when team Bo did the first piece about the girl who created that dance Mm -hmm. on TikTok. I forgot the, I think it was like renegade or whatever. She created it and she completely got overshadowed. Um, and of course, didn't get the recognition. It's really the same story, different era. Like mm-hmm. we starting stuff and then not getting recognition. But I will say personally, um, I don't want to put her business out here, but um, one of my friends, Sorwar Line Sister, she um, was telling me she's like kind of like an influencer or whatever. And she was telling me how one of the brands um, that caters to Black women caters to black women was previously black owned now it's owned by a white large company conglomerate um and they didn't pay her like so she had to get her her manager who is a white jewish man and he had to get them together but my thing is there's so many layers in that because it's like just the whole fact of like the brand itself is not paying a black woman two why didn't you pay me on time and you cater to my audience and then three, why do I have to get this white Jewish man to come in to collect my money from you? Like, why do I have to add another person or another race into it just for me to get my money? Which tells me that, shoot, if she probably had a black um, manager who didn't know how to work. do it. Oh, no. Or even if they did, or even yeah. if they did, it would have been, it would have been, been a whole different situation. So, I mean, I feel for these creators, the best thing that they can really do is get a a good team or like get somebody who you trust who really knows how to like get you the most money or whatever but as far as like wanting TikTok to create something I mean it's only so much that I feel like the because it's not TikTok it's really the brands who reach out to these people who are like lowballing them or doing whatever or not paying them on time um so it's just a bigger conversation about race honestly um I it's things that I agree with then it's like like definitely like it's really about the team at the end of the day because like I was working on a campaign recently and one of the influencers like reached out and this influencer wasn't of the African-American descent um and she seen that like the company in which I was working with um was still using her like brand influence type thing 
and she didn't get paid for it so like she had to kind of like reach out and kind of like ask for it type thing so I guess from that like experience I look at it as like the influencer is their own business so like as a business owner you need to ensure that your check is getting what it desires type of thing uh and I guess that's when it comes to like knowing your worth and yes like being black definitely plays a part in it because they're probably going to try to offer you a lesser value but if you know what I mean <laughs> I don't want to put nobody business out there but I know a close friend who found out that another person of their same color was making more than them and they were doing technically the same job so this person had to end up living leaving because the company wasn't willing to match their needs so like with just knowing all of that stuff outside of just like influencers I guess like know what your worth is and always make sure that you're getting paid that um definitely because we're black we're gonna get that lowball offer unfortunately so race definitely plays a part I don't want to strong armly say like if a black manager was in that handle that situation would she have not gotten paid out I don't know I don't know I don't know that so I, I don't want to like fully say that but I will agree with saying like as a person who works in marketing works in digital marketing specifically working with influencers and building those relationships like you had as as a person who's working with small brand who's worked with small brands like some of them are willing to go for low ball offers. And I again, that goes with you knowing your worth. If you're willing to take $500 worth of product, then that's on you. If you're willing to take $1,000 for your post, then that's on you. I feel like- the But influence- I think, but, but you keep saying like, know your worth as a creator. And these kids are, kids, these people are like blowing up overnight. So even knowing your worth, like they don't even yeah, know. That's when it comes to like, again, like you. And that's why you need to have a team and, or, and also before you have a team. That also, have, that also kind of costs, don't it? Yeah, that costs. Cost. Yeah, cost. you, 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 I feel like the first thing you can start doing is maybe DMing other black creators. And cause that's really. You should inform yourself. You shouldn't go into it ignorant. You know, I mean, it's yeah, kind of like the way when we have talked to influencers just at my job or whatever, the way it kind of happens is like somebody just DMs you really quickly and it's just like kind of like happening. So you're not even really thinking. But the thing is, and that's because what I'm then I got to go research or the business. They're going to ask you, what are your, what, your what, are, what are your costs? What are your rate? What, what is, what is mm-hmm. it going to take type of thing? They're going to ask you that. So you should already have some type of understanding that, okay, if I have 100,000 followers on this platform, a uh, couple thousand on this platform, and my views get this much engagement, what you should understand your analytics and how they work so that you can then engage and negotiate and tell, have those selling points. I mean, I've kind of communicated that to you all with certain conversations. If you aren't able to sell yourself or know what, you know what I'm saying, your bottom line is, then you are going to be taken advantage of, unfortunately. I that's mean, like, you, you. like you're starting off at the level where they understand all of that. Like some of these people, specifically on TikTok, these, some of these people just, you just shoot me a shot. Like you're not really like, I have all of these analytics. This is, I need to pitch myself. Like it's like I the chicken that. salad, the chicken I salad, baby, right? And she, there was, um there was a clip of her talking about how, 
a lot of people were lowballing her. And the only way she found out what y'all's why I say the first step before you even get a manager is start reaching out to fellow creators, especially if you are black and brown, because I do feel like that's how you can back to the main question, get equity and stuff. You can, that's how coalitions, groups and stuff start forming because somebody will take the charge. But she didn't realize how the lowball offers were even so low until she started talking to other people before she got a manager. Then she got a manager and now she know better. But there's like steps before getting to the point of like pitching myself, you know? Yeah, because I was going to because I was going to say, I know, like back when I was doing some type of freelance writing, there was a writing account that was called Writers of Color. And that page was essentially like almost kind of being the mediator between the individual writer and the company or the publisher where they would essentially like say hey if you're looking for freelancing we're going to ask you up front and we have all these followers so if you just don't respond we're going to know that you're going to charge some bullshit so essentially they would like new york times for example would say hey we're looking for a freelancer to talk about this they would always comment do the same thing what are your rates word you know per word per this and eventually they would essentially have a database of how much each place is charging for that thing. It would be nice, presumably, if they would have something like that, where, okay, influencers, Target's doing this, or this brand well, is charging this. this that, uh, it's just regular writers. It's like literally a community of writers who are all saying like, so to, to your point, everyone should probably say, okay, it'd be great if there was some online database that says like, hey, this plat, you know, this charges this, these, you know, this clothing company charges this, this charges this, and there's how many followers I had. So at least you have a like for like, where I think it's the same like thing in writing or in any type of freelance work. Like you don't really know what your words until you have a good comparison. Um, but sometimes <laughs> that's extremely hard to Mackenzie's point, if you're just up against the clock, because this well, stuff moves so quickly. Like, and you're probably saying if you're an influencer, hey, I just made it big this week. I want to capitalize on this right now okay so which like, a lot of them do because they don't think that mm. it's gonna be it's a funny video on tiktok chicken salad like why would nobody, I okay I, understandably let's literally understand nobody is unintentionally posting consistently these days like we I'm all know that. we okay. all I mean, know yes yes that is true so like i That's guess true, like, but that doesn't mean you're gonna have a, a large enough following though that can come right. and go but if let's again that goes with you building yourself up to be an influencer. You don't just off the boat, but that nobody like there's very few influencers that drop one video and it just that was the one video that put them on. Is if we if I was look up the statistics, I'm pretty sure it would be like like very small percentaging. On so TikTok, it, it is though. I swear to you, it is like these kids really like you will put out. I mean. On TikTok in one video get a million views and okay maybe not a million views but say it's like you have one viral video on TikTok right so if if a if a company reached out to you and said that they if raw reached out to you raw the paper roll reached out to you real quick like oh we want you to do a little ad real quick you probably not gonna look at the analytics and call your manager up and do all of this. I Henry Woods am. I Henry Woods. You gotta understand who you're talking to. Henry Woods is definitely gonna make sure he get paid worth. A person and, who and you have to understand the other side of who work. you're talking you don't know. to. You've never done that's that. what I'm telling you. You gotta be willing to negotiate. You gotta be like, uh, uh, I'm will, I do it, but I have to ensure that this is a uh, you, you gotta word, know man. how to operate and move. Like, and every some people, what would you tell? What would you charge for your well, ad? You said what? What would you charge for a, a, a little sponsorship on TikTok for raw papers? 
TikTok, I only have like 30 second video. I only have, uh, I don't, I have less than 100. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> no, you asked me a question and how you gonna come here? Well, we reached you're... out to somebody else. <laughs> Literally. Oh, these that are messages. Is... They're not moving that fast. Y'all are being childish about they said we've seen dots for too long. We really are Phone being childish down. about this because nobody is having a conversation that fast. If you, but listen, I think, but I think it's all Instagram. Goes to the they're going to wait at least twenty four hours before deciding to move to somebody else. So, like, y'all can go in it with this like blackness of thinking, but I'm promise you, if that's on the creator, bro, that's on the creator, and I'm not changing my mind on it. But I think this all goes to say is that just like you, a well put together person on this it, this shit is hard this is not easy to just be like no, I'm okay, not saying I know. Now, nothing in life is easy bro you realize that right mm, motivation talk come on i ain't got time for y'all can we finish <laughs> mackenzie do you have anything else to add i think oh, that's the clip no, we need to no, share that's her time next time because no, my point was proven so flawed. i'm i'm clipping this for the video so your point, point was, was childish, Mackenzie. You're childish. My point was proven false. You asked me a question and didn't even allow me to answer it. You you were stumbling. Just no, like we don't, I have, I we don't even have it. to go back into like, it. And I'm like, bro, what? Let's leave it where it's at. Let's leave it where it's at. <sighs> the fact that we're finally gonna blow up on TikTok for talking about TikTok. <laughs> and that doesn't that doesn't elude me. But anywho. Mackenzie, I'm punting to you. All I put in this document was Andrew Tate. And I looked it up. And once I saw alpha male something on the internet, I tuned like out. So, somebody you know that what? Got- this is just a testament to men who follow men like Andrew Tate and Kevin Samuels. I won't comment on Kevin Samuels, but Andrew Tate, I actually watched Vice is coming out with a doc um, on January 12th, interviewing some of the women who he allegedly um assaulted sexually um verbally physically assaulted them and the thing can you is, provide some context on who he is oh um I, like andrew i don't is, i barely oh so andrew tate is how i found out about him was just like a man who was super misogynistic but he is wealthy uh for different things <laughs> and businesses or whatever but he was a guy on podcast how i found out about him just talking about how women need to cater to men, like that that type of thing. That's why I kind of grouped him in with Kevin Samuels. And um, but he he was he's very wealthy in his own right. He was on Big Brother, um, kind of like a that. personality okay. type of thing, but he's just super misogynistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was um arrested for alleged human trafficking, sexually assaulting women, and he was arrested in Romania. Um, I think he was. I don't think he was let out on bond. I'm not sure. But the point is, um, yeah, men who follow him and not even just, he does have a large male following, but the thing I think is important here is y'all need to be careful who y'all are following. And when we talk about influencers, be cautious of who you're being influenced by because this man, like even guys, I don't say all guys, you know, might've saw through the lines or whatever and saw that he was like a nasty man or whatever. But even if you really see and understand what he's saying, clearly this man is aligning and does things that are inappropriate and you need to condemn what he's doing and what he's done to women. And the fact that men that follow him don't speak out about it is why women have such a 
discuss with men who think like that because you can't even denounce a man who harms women but you want women to cater to you it's all a contradiction um but yeah like like i definitely 100 percent agree with what you just said i was in a barbershop like last week and my somebody in barbershop was watching kevin samuels and we got into this back and forth like conversation and i i personally never like really looked at his videos in person from what you're saying about this guy they would probably like be friends <laughs> and I guess for me I don't understand that thinking because I grew up with a mother and two sisters and a niece like I grew up with women as equals and never like over having to like I don't know I don't know what it be I understand your point I understand your yeah point. So I, I don't know I, I mean don't get how dudes think like that honestly that's that was the whole point I was trying to make though yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of like, I guess, as, as someone, Henry, who also grew up with, you know, strong women around him, I, myself, I mean, I, I don't even know. I mean, I guess it's just like, I don't know how you get into that place. But I think it's also a thing of like, this is a thing of what happens where if, you know, if you're looking for that content, and you search that content, and you find that content, that's kind of the bad thing about these algorithms, knowing us so much is that they lead us directly to the bullshit, or they lead us that, yeah. exactly that. <laughs> that's the problem is that like if you watch i'm sure if you watch one kevin samuels video or if you've consistently watch it your instagram and your this is only going to feed you the stuff that it knows that you're going to like which is not actively like kind of steering you back to like this shit is crazy like no this is not like a healthy realistic way to view the world or view relationships or view partnerships with anyone of any sex it doesn't even matter even friendships like so i think that's probably like a large part of it is like if you watch that stuff and all of a sudden you're just if you were doing that on TikTok, I'm sure you could find endless and endless of reels of just that same type of like uh, men are the prize, everything needs to cater to you. And I'm sure, you know, there are probably equally destructive things on the other side of it, like as Mackenzie was just saying about people being delusional in relationships. I'm sure there are other things just like that. But I think that probably also equally doesn't include to people being able to like function in reality. I mean, that'd be the thing, though. I think, like, a lot of dudes like that, uh, one, mm-hmm. when they're violence, they get blatantly violent. <laughs> and then yeah. they're often around people who think like them. So it's kind of like yes manner. You know what I'm saying? Like, they all agree with that thinking. So I think that becomes a problem because I guess you kind of, like, hit that point. Like, on social media, you kind of constantly consume the same type of content content that you're looking for and then if you're in certain demographics you're not going to get exposed to certain mindsets and that could just go that's a long conversation so i think it's just such a rabbit that's it for me i think like they have so many reinforcers especially because like we live in a misogynistic society and like men are the top of the hierarchy and people like to bring the bible into it to where it's like He's the head of the household and all that stuff. But then, like, we live in this age of progressiveness to where I'm an independent woman. I don't need no man. Like, that content is out there, too. Uh, so it's, it's I don't know, bro. Like, I think that's the problem with social media. And then people like that who have money, they have the power and influence to kind of infiltrate their mind, like, thinking, their mindset and perspective. So then people are, like, easily able to, like, pick up on it and reinforce it so it's just the unfortunate thing about the world we live in now I do think it's I don't want to say cool but I think it's a 
good thing that more of the like bad stuff immoral is coming to light or so it seems deep like <laughs> <laughs> oh all right now we're gonna go to heads up uh, so the first Black woman Supreme Court justice in Michigan. So this week, Kyra Harris Bolden became the first Black woman to serve on the Michigan Supreme Court. The amazing thing is that she is only 34. Judge Bolden enters after serving four years in the Michigan House of Representatives. She is Michigan-born, raised, and educated, receiving her bachelor's degree from Grand Valley State and a law degree from the University of Detroit. want to flag that um, because I think as we have all talked about, it is certainly needed that we have more... Uh, Black people, people of color, especially women in uh, the justice system. So having a young Black woman who is 34, uh, that will certainly do a lot of good. Any any, power, any adding thoughts? I just thought I would add that in. But. No, I seen Black that. Girl power. I seen that. We reposted it on Instagram. I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's cool. I don't particularly know her views. And I guess that's the thing that like... Yeah, then, yeah that's the next step. You know, I don't like... I'm about representation. I think everybody knows the matter. Like, I, I would never take Clarence Thomas flowers, I, but that, that man. Oh, I will. Oh, I, I mean, will. I don't Give have the them. power to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to discredit what he's done in life, but let's say she no, turns I will. You better than me. Uh, uh, Aunt Jemima. I don't know what the term is for women. And guess what? I just gave her flowers. Best believe I will pull that back. Take <laughs> See, my that's flowers that, that's back, a hypocrite. Okay? You're, you're an Indian giver. You can't give somebody something to take it back. Oh, I sure will. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you're funny. 2023 is the year of I didn't mean that. I hey, did that y'all back. watch okay? the best man? Uh, yeah, so I just put in the doc black TV shows. I know Henry wants to talk about Best Man. I have not seen Kindred yet, but I would encourage everyone if you have not read What's the book. I didn't. I did not like Kindred. I had to turn it off. I was so like. Did, did you read the book? No, I didn't. But the book is really good. So I'm actually curious to see if um the, what is if that? the show like, will be good. Plot? So it's essentially about um this. It's basically like black time travel and this person who is living in modern day kind of goes back it's right Mackenzie's like her ancestors and it's about this like it's this then and now and like mm-hmm. time, it's like a lot of like sci-fi like she doesn't want to f up like time history but she's also reliving a lot of this stuff that yeah. is obviously very traumatic and it's like she knows kind of how the story is actually unfolding in real time so she's kind of like stuck in between two worlds mm-hmm. um the book is written really good because it's you know spacey and time travel-y but you didn't like it? No, it was, and then her like white partner, her boyfriend, yeah, the, yeah, back with her, and then there's that whole dynamic. I was like, I click <laughs> like too much. <laughs> um, but some yeah. people did like it. Like my mom recommended it to me. Like she was like, you have to see it. So I was just like, am I, I was about to say that's a specific it? audience. It's, it's a black yeah. Audience. Now I think about it, a lot of people who loved it was definitely over 30. Mm. So well, I said well, if I like it, well, if I like it, Mackenzie calling me old. Shame <laughs> <my heart. laughs> say, I was at this New Year's Eve party and it was like a 35 plus crowd. And I was like, is this- How you end up there? I was going to ask that after. <laughs> Different story for another day. Point. Um, they was just chilling, but having the grandest time. I'm like, is this what I'm looking forward to after 35? Like, 
I mean, was it fun? Did they look fun? Like the liquor was I still want to have fun when I'm over 35. That's what I that's what I'm saying. Like for me, it it didn't look fun, but the food was good. The liquor was on. Oh, I thought you were trying to say it did look fun. Dang. 1692 project. What's that? 1692. Boy, 1619. Um so so for those who don't know, we've talked about this a lot. The 1619 project is um it was basically like a big piece, and we have a former New York Times employee here. Um, was a huge piece by the New York Times to basically show Uh every aspect of blackness from you know the middle passage entering the boat to now. It captures slavery, it captures art, music, writing. To me, it's really, really good. There's they did articles about black films, black art, black women, hair, all of these different things that they then put into a collection of essays that were put into books. Hulu seems to be doing some type of show that is related to either the essays. I don't know how it's going to work. Um, but whoever be working for Hulu, they be turning stuff around. I don't know how they do a lot of this I stuff so quickly. They Hulu works overtime, okay? Yeah. And it doesn't make sense. Are there docu like whatever? No, but it be thrown it's, together. Some, like it don't be like sometimes really, it do like, be slapdash. I don't Wait, feel you, like that. Like because it is, it, it is so quick. Like remember they released the Astro World doc. Like I'm still never even seen the Netflix one. They released it like the thing is still two days unfolding. after. Okay, so like I guess like. I, I see your point there. It's just like let it unfold. But there, like, I haven't watched one because it's actually one about black influencers and how they get paid. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I don't. I think the New York Times did it because uh, they did like. Oh a, well, then that's separate. Then if the mm-hmm. New York is the New York Times producing the doc through. Hulu? I don't. I don't. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I know it's. Just, it, it said it was a Hulu original. I don't know if oh, it's a no. concert with the New York Times or. Mm-mm. I doubt separate. it, based on how the Times separate. is. I mean, listen. If Hulu's gonna do it, I just hope they do it well. But I just feel like Hulu. The visuals were nice, but I've I've gone to hell having uh, position with some Hulu nice visuals. Series section is kind of it's it's pretty cool. It's good. Um, no. So we'll see. But I mean, I'm looking forward to it. All right, boom. Well, that is all that I have on the dock. Um, oh, wait, I, we didn't talk about Best Man Holiday. Oh, oh I, I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. It was so good. I hope it's another season. Like, that is what I think is just so incredible. Like, that one movie is able to really, like, keep going. That's just the craziest thing. But I loved it. The end. I think everyone should go Best see Man it. Holiday. I think you're thinking about 2013 when, uh, but nah. <laughs> Um, it was good. I liked it. I really don't have any like uh comments or like. Bye. I'm glad that they're letting it be stay black, and um, I'm glad that the cast has been able to like have careers outside. And then, like I was telling, like when like this, it's just like it seemed like real life almost because like. When I first like seen the movie, they were very they were young as heck. Mm-hmm. And then when I seen the holiday movie, it was a very special time. But any anyway, um, it was a good movie. And then when they came back and did like this, like I'm I've never seen a franchise just being able to keep topping themselves. And then it's a black franchise, you know, black director, black cast, black you know writers and stuff so it's just like bro we really can do this like why yeah, has it's especially like, yeah 
but the best man two thumbs up they definitely can do another season don't do too many like two or three and then you gotta really say goodbye or like, they just gotta stop with the cliffhangers my thing is like i hate it like i hate when they like they say they want to end it but then there's like cliffhangers that's just kind of like they, they just leave a door open yeah i hate that like i hate a cliffhanger if you're gonna finish it like just finish it do it, it. do it yeah I mean, I agree. Like, they didn't end the story, so that's where... They didn't. That's why I'm just like, now I'm going to be mad at them because this was such a big cliffhanger that I'm just like, they can't just leave it in the air like that. That's crazy. Um, But, yeah. I'm sure it'll be back. Um, Before we go, do you you want to share one New Year's resolution goal that you all have? Mackenzie, we can start with you since you are deep in Um, Resolution goal... I just want to be consistent with my reading and consistent with going to the gym. I actually signed up for class pass. I got another, ooh, let me not tell it myself, but I got me a free month. So I'm going to do Pilates and stuff, doing like different okay. workouts or whatever. But, um, you know, because what they say, summer bodies are made in the winter. Don't be fat. Oh, there's nothing wrong with being fat, though. There's nothing it's wrong crazy. with being fat. Crazy. It's crazy. Stop talking. It's crazy. It's crazy. We're editing that out. Oh my that God. won't make a clip. That's okay. Ah! Anything else, Mackenzie? We're moving. We're skirting right on that. In the podcast. <laughs> In the Henry, podcast. Any, Henry, any goals for you? Just taking it to the next level, man. Jesus. Anywho, my goals. Mackenzie, I am like you. My goals are to read more and actually like just sit and do it because I'll start and I'll be like, I'll do something else after like five minutes. Um, I think it's that's probably the main one. And then I think it's to actually like stop working when I need to. I think that's I've noticed that like, oh, I'll just do one more thing or I'll do one more thing. No, I've actually got to like just be like, all right, when time's up, time's up. I'm done. But that's you my are a star employee because they're on the dot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, like, like I definitely um that's something I gotta work on too. Well no, yeah. mine, different. mine different. Well, catch Mackenzie at her job at 501 walking <laughs> to the shuttle. <laughs> well, that concludes this first episode of the new year. That has been season three, episode six. Be sure to check out all of our social media. That includes Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, where we are booming and buzzing with new videos coming out on behalf of the entire team at WRGOPod. Be sure to check us out on all of our streaming platforms. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube, where we are coming up with episode highlights like these. If you don't watch the full video, you can watch our best moments like this, where you can also hear Henry and Mackenzie arguing about TikTok and then Henry freezing up at the wrong time. So this has been the first episode of the I new know year. It. Thank you for this has <laughs> been our first episode of the new year. Thank you everyone for an amazing 2020. We look forward to having a great 2023 with you.